Week 16 just ended. AFC East only. Winners only recap. Uh, before we get too far underway, two regulars, actually two people vying for the title of most recurring guest. Yeston Harris, the British Canadian. Pod thought Deontay Salim. Uh, both under the weather. Hope they speedy recovery. Can't wait to have both of them back here. Maybe at the same time, maybe not. But, you know, no one wants to be sick, especially around Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone out there. Garrett kind of just rambled and rambled, and I didn't get to say that the other day. I'm just kidding, Garrett. It's all love. But, uh, yeah, I didn't get to say Merry Christmas until the Thursday. And, yeah, all three all three of us won. You two, obviously, Bills fans. I'm a Jets fan. Cardinals lost. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's not Cliff's fault. Where do we get started here? Uh, the game we just watched, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys just won a game by 42 points. They scored 42 points in the first half. They scored a touchdown just about every way you could score a touchdown. They special teams touchdown, defensive touchdown. They ran for a touchdown. Dak threw a touchdown to a running back, a receiver, a tight end, and a lineman. And um, I came away from that. We've seen the Dallas defense play lights out the last couple of weeks one of the best units in the league and if the offense can catch up which they have the talent to do so and also be one of the best units in the league like this dallas team is looks like a top contender in the nfc i think they they surpassed the rams today in my opinion yeah and we've kind of seen the cowboys uh become kind of inconsistent this year Last maybe two, three games, they haven't really shown that as much. I know Dak's been kind of in a slump, but still, they they seem like they've gotten out of that uh, inconsistency. I know Dak today had 321 yards, four TDs. Mari Cooper had – that was only in the first half, too. Mari Cooper had uh, seven for 84 and a TD in the first half. So this team is looking a lot better. Defense had two INTs, including pick six from Demarcus Lawrence. So I don't see why they can't make it to the NFC championship with how they're playing right now, at least. When the Cowboys had, when it was 56 to seven, I just stopped back to the podcast. I thought they were going to drop 70. (laughs) I thought back to the podcast right before the Cowboys Bucks game opening night. And I think three out of four people said that the Redskins, or sorry, the Washington Ooh, football team, watch <laughs> when the Riverboat Rons were going to win the division, I was like, yeah, we see how that's going now. And I don't, okay. Yeah, there was a fight on the bench tonight. Let's not, uh, the, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like. Someone was heated on the Washington football bench. Darren Payne and Jonathan Allen. Two college teammates, too. That was crazy. I don't really want to talk too much about this game because all of our teams won, and that's more upbeat, and uh, I just don't want to talk about Washington. But remember when Bruce Arians filled in for Chuck Pagano when he was undergoing cancer treatment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Colts, like, rallied around Chuck Pagano. I feel like yeah. that's what Ron Rivera should be. Like, I don't think he should be a head coach anymore. He like he doesn't have that same like energy, you know. 
Like so I get Washington like really bought into him last year. I just it, it's just so lost. Like what worked for them past years and last year almost beating the soon to be Super Bowl champs. I just don't see that connection anymore. Well, Pretty last year they like went seven and nine. Point. They just yeah, won but the they still almost won a playoff game. That's fair. I mean, they beat the Bucks this year though in their regular season. Like, might just be a matchup, but I agree. Like, yeah, the Ron Rivera, I just hmm. love the guy. Don't want to say bad things about him, but clearly that lot. I don't think lost. they have the roster either. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a great defensive line, but they've went. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, I don't know what four years without a competent quarterback, probably even longer since Kirk Cousins. But they have no quarterback. They barely have an offensive line. Don't have receivers except for like Terry McLaurin. So they've had a lot of chances to rebuild this team, and they just haven't done it at all. Yeah. So Jets won, but no one really cares about them. Are you wearing Zach Wilson's headband? Yeah. Question. I I do it after every uh (laughs) after every Jets victory. If you go back through the archives, you'll see him. But uh, must still smell pretty good then. Crazy fifty-five yard TD run too. Yeah, I mean you know greatest play by a rookie quarterback this season. But we'll get to that. We'll get to them. Talk about the Buffalo Bills. Probably the country's favorite win of the season. Oh yeah. The Patriots were back and are that was awesome. Dead again. I met to tag Carter, host of the Mainly Sports Podcast, for those of you that don't know. I meant to tag him. Do we really think that this Patriots team could beat the Chiefs? No. No. So okay. I didn't even think they could when uh, Patriots were on a hot streak. They, I just don't think they have the team built enough to do it yet. But, Buffalo fans, please, inform those who were not so lucky to see the win in Foxborough. It was just awesome. It it was Josh Allen and us Bills fans. Like we waited for so long. I mean, my entire life, every time the Bills gave up 20 points in a game, we lost. Like we never had any type of offense. And to just now go into a game on Sunday and get to watch Josh Allen just drive your team down the field time and time again. I mean, the Bills did not punt in this football game. They had a, a, some hiccups in the red zone, but they moved the ball on the Patriots every single time. And their offensive line held up. They had their best game of the season. And they just gave Allen time, and he did what he does, which is be one of the best players in, in the NFL. You were talking about uh... – Buffalo scoring on every drive. The time of possession was 35 minutes for Buffalo and 24 for New England. And yards so, was almost, almost double by Buffalo? I think so. I, Josh Allen had 314. I think uh, Mac Jones struggled to get over 100, if I'm not mistaken. And this game just showed how important this was for just the greater AFC playoff scale. Patriots went from the oh, three yeah. seed to the six seed, and they realistically now like up either to the team now from struggling to get to seven. Yeah, and, either and, team now you could see a way that they don't make the playoffs if everything and, goes wrong. But no, now the the Dolphins control their own destiny. I mean, I don't think they're any good, but the Dolphins are three wins Dolphins, away from the playoffs. They need a lot to happen, but they can make it. Excuse me, geez, over the Patriots. 
Mm-hmm. Because they're only a loss behind, and they play each other the last week of the season. The Dolphins have already beat them, so they'd have all the tiebreakers there. I mean, yeah. it was just a good day for the offensive line, which kind of surprised me. We didn't allow a sack at all, which for just barely getting Deion Dawkins back, um, and then no John Feliciano and Ike Bucker going down with a torn Achilles, that kind of surprised me. There's just a lot of uh, offensive line shuffling going on so far today. I guess, you know, now my turn. Jets won. The kind of weird game. It was great to watch. It was it? Me, I mean, it was something for some to do people. for hours. I don't think many people did watch it, so maybe talk about what it was like watching Jaguars, Jets. I would actually love to know. Uh, I was right about Trevor Lawrence. He's a bust. Urban Meyer was just a scapegoat. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence showed me nothing. Like, in the fourth quarter, I was like, was I just not really watching? Or was he just not really doing anything that made me, you know, like Clemson highlights against Appalachian State, I feel like were more wowed than what he did today against the meddling defense. Uh, Zach Wilson, you know, didn't have to throw the ball for ridiculous numbers. Ran really well. Michael Carter did his thing. Defense got a bunch of good stops. How Jets about your guy, Braxton Berrios? Oh, dude, <laughs> I, I think he might get us a back-to-back drop-your-nuts player on the table player of the week. A first ever, dude. Like, I don't – oh, and apparently, Bryce, you would probably know, Matthew Slater made it as, like, uh, what do they call the guy that goes out and tackles the returner on punts? Gunner. Yeah, so apparently Matthew Slater made it as that in the Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah, exactly, That's weird. right? That's I weird. just assumed yeah. that he made it as, like, a returner. And I said on our post when Braxton Berrios, you know, 103-yard tutty, I was like, I'd love to see Matthew Slater do this. And everyone's like, he doesn't return stuff. It, so why did he make it as a returner? Did he make it as a gunner then? But, you know, stupid. I guess so. But Braxton Berrios is going to get Devontae Adams money. <laughs> Let's hope so. One more thing, too, about Buffalo. I, Theo, I want to hear your thoughts on this, too. But I wonder if they uh, will release um, Cole Beasley in the offseason, just let Isaiah McKenzie handle the slot duties. Because if you release Cole Beasley, that saves you about $6 million in cap space that you could definitely use. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that a lot today, and I think it's a good point. Yeah, he saves them about $6 million, which can help them other places. And Beasley's still great at getting open, but his after-the-catch ability seems seemed gone this He's year. Just He's just lost a step. Yeah, McKenzie after the catch is just so explosive. And you saw today that he filled into the role. And I heard in his like uh, post-game press conference, he was saying that like leading up to this week, he was watching film of Cole Beasley against the Patriots earlier this year. And he said that he saw some place, some places in the film where he knew he could get open and exploit that matchup, which I, I think that really just shows you right there the, the difference between the two players. Yeah. All right. Do we want to talk about Big Ben might finally be dead? Or do we want to talk about might? the Davis Mills hype train? Uh, it's time we'll to get take both, Big Ben out to the start. farm upstate. 
<laughs> that was just a poor showing. And they kept showing, like, the Steelers, you know, as the seventh seed because of that stupid tie to Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. But, ugh, it's bad when Mason Rudolph plays poorly and almost looks like he's running the offense better. I mean, when you have 23 completions and only have 159 yards of TD and a pick, you're doing something wrong. When you have two great receivers and a nice run game and nobody can just, nobody can produce for you. Chiefs look great though. Yeah, the, the Chiefs do I'm, look really good. I don't know. I'm hesitant on saying Chiefs are back. Of course you are. Well, I mean, no, no Travis Kelsey today, and they still put up 36. The defense looks good. Bryce, they're back. I just, I know you don't want to hear it, but Buffalo's doing good too. You know, we get the rematch that we no. all wanted. I, I get that, and I would love to see a rematch, but just look at the teams they've beat. They beat a bad Steelers. Oh, stop. Uh, you sound like Xavier now. No, no. But an inconsistent Chargers team, an average Raiders team, then the Broncos, and then you got a good Cowboys team finally. So Their schedule all year has been tough, though. Like they, they played a bunch of above 500 teams, and, I mean, they lost to a couple of them early on, but I don't – I don't think we have to worry about like the Chiefs being a fraud or anything because we've seen this team have success the last couple of years. It'll be interesting to see how, if they can just stay consistent and beat up on these good teams in the playoffs, or if they just revert back to like early season Chiefs. Nah, they'll get it tuned up. They'll be they'll be good. You know, January, February. But a I team hope so, because then that would mean Patriots are in the championship. And a team that, you know, might have had a date with Kansas City <laughs> in Arrowhead, Chargers losing on the road to the Texans, Rex Burkhead coming out of nowhere. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't. Even the Jets beat the Texans. I mean, they didn't have to run into the Davis Mills train, thankfully, I guess, but... Lucky for them. I understand the Chargers had some people out, but that was a game they just had to win. And like they, a game you should just be able to win on scheme alone almost against that Texans team. And you let the Texans put up 41 points on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like Brandon Staley, but it's a, it's a tough look if, if you're a defensive head coach and, and this is what's like, going on. A defensive head coach allowed Rex Burkhead 150 yards and two TDs. And a 6.8 yard average. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the personnel's not there, but like when they're hiring him and he's getting this label as like the defensive Sean McVay, you would think that would mean that he'd be able to work with some lesser players to just at least get a win over the Houston Texans. It's all anybody saying. can win over the Texans. Literally anybody. The Jets did it. They are yeah. anybody. Eh, the Jaguars can't beat the Texans, but. That they're not you know who the Jaguars can beat, though. Oh, that who's surprised though? Uh, the Jaguars beat the Bills if you guys weren't keeping score at home. Mm, yeah, all right. Next, Jalen Hurts. 
MVP yeah. discussion late in the year, maybe sneaking in there. No, I can't Jalen Hurts. I can't stand that Jalen Hurts type. He's a good quarterback, he's, or he's he's one dimensional. He's good with his legs, but he's he's just not good enough to get it done with his arm like the Eagles need him to be most of the time. And if you're gonna try and compete compete in the playoffs i don't think jalen hurts is your quarterback to take him super far he's showing some signs of improvement but he's not there yet i i don't think the eagles are there yet either they really shouldn't be a playoff team but now that there's this seventh playoff spot like all of a sudden they're like in the in the middle of a playoff race so there's like a little more pressure when i think like coming into the year they weren't really supposed to do anything so now you're like you're grading Jalen Hurts on like a Kenny win a playoff game scale when it's really his first year starting in the league. Like, I, I don't know if we need to hold him to that standard yet. Yeah, but just the fact that Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni were able to, it's going to be week 16 and they're in the playoffs. The fact that they were able to turn it around speaks to like the level of what they're trying to build. And maybe he is going to be that guy down the line. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think like they were looking – they have three first-round picks this year, and I think they were looking more long-term. But now it's like if you have Hurts on this cheap $2 million contract and you see you can win some games with him, do you try to, like, move the chips to the center and try to go all in now while he's on that cheap contract? I just, I wonder if it kind of changes what they want to do moving forward. Bryce, you're not, you're not buying in on Philly? I they have a good team, but I'm just not sold on the quarterback yet. I need to see more growth from him. And I think the growth that we've seen from Hertz has been, it's been like a short, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it, it's not, there hasn't been a lot of growth. Yeah, I, Not enough for, to make like a lot of us happy. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. he's made me happy. <laughs> well, it's easy to make you live. Fair. <laughs> Theo, you were going to say before I, uh, you know, let my Jalen Hurts allegiance out. Uh, well, I quick point on the Eagles that they, they are eight and seven, but like I pulled up the uh, the quarterbacks that they've won against this year. Uh, it's it's a pretty good list if you want to hear. So, so they started out, they beat Matt Ryan week one. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback since then. Sam Darnold, Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater, Trevor Simeon, Zach Wilson, Taylor Heineke, and Jake Fromm. So that, that's who they've been. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm not sold on him yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold for, like for for sure, but like but he look, he looks good enough, and I they I have... think it's he's someone I might try to build around to just just give him a chance and see what we have while he's on such a cheap deal. Right. I will say they have a nice future, but I don't know if you, as a head coach or GM, I don't know if you want to put your entire future on him right now. Yeah, I don't think they're there yet either, but just keep committing to the run game. I mean, their run game has been like mauling the league the la- like the last yeah, couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, they ran for what, 235 yards on Tuesday and put up another huge performance today. And now Miles Sanders has a broken hand, so that kind of de- derails things. Mm-hmm. That jail was just running crazy even more. 
All right. Talking about future, Bryce, you've probably said it a million times. We don't know what we're getting with Cincinnati, but they just demolished Josh Johnson. Yes, that Josh Johnson. And Josh Johnson still played good football today, too, for the situation he was put in. Yeah, so, like, do we think more of Cincinnati or not really? They are now the three seed, and it looks like they're going to win the division. They're so fun, and they can score a lot of yeah. points. Uh, I'm just—I don't know. They—they they, they host the Chiefs this Sunday. Um, that's going to be I, a really good game. Yeah, and I'll say a lot about the Bengals. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is after that game, I think I'll be ready to commit to an opinion on the Bengals. I'm—I'm I'm just not quite there yet. I, I really don't know what they are. I'd say this week was maybe the best game they've played this year. Um, oh, definitely. And they had some good games too against the Chargers. I'm getting some early in the season too, but there was some times where they looked hot and no team was going to stop them. I mean, they're, they're fun to watch. It was, you know, just because they didn't have Lamar, we saw how they played with Huntley. And I mean, Josh Johnson literally just got there. But I mean, yeah, it's still a good ago. win for them and they needed to win the game. And if they would have lost, we would have been like, oh, see, this is why, you know, the Bengals aren't for real. Yeah, uh, since he had two receivers over 100 yards. I mean, he had 194 and two TDs. Chase had seven had like for 145 alone in the first. Yeah. yeah the, the chemistry then, that Burrow has with Chase that's so elite. I think he's now like starting to develop that with T Higgins and Tyler Boyd to a certain extent too. And it's just unlocking an entirely new dynamic. I kind of think Boyd was overshadowed today too, by the, by all the production that um, T and Chase had, because he still mm -hmm. put up great stats three for 85 in TD. He had that, what was it? 50 yard TD early in the game too. So He's still a good receiver. They have loads of talent on offense. Yeah, I think Boyd's they like just a good need... number two wide receiver on yeah, most he teams, and he's their third. I think they just need to get a few more pieces on defense before they can actually do some damage. Mm -hmm. Trey Hendrickson was a great signing, though. Oh, that was, yeah. Great signing. So, I yeah, can't the... believe Saints allowed him to leave. Yeah, but Tensac Turner, he was there for the taking. Obviously, that was after they let him go, but, you know. If you don't understand that joke, I know you haven't been listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, the Lions lost to the Falcons. No one cares about that, but. I didn't know what I, to expect from that game. It's two terrible teams. Easy. The Falcons are seven and eight with, like, a, a bottom five point differential. Like they beat every bad team by three points and they play a good team and lose by 30 to 40 points. Lions were the hottest team in the NFL brace. I don't want to hear two bad teams. <laughs> Sorry, two average, one average team and a terrible team. Let's say that. Yeah. You can be a judge of who they are. Yeah. The Falcons, they're, eh, you know. Yeah. Falcons point differential is worse than the Giants this year. They're bad. And I think, I think, I think, I think. Jackson and Matt will probably talk about it on the You Like That podcast. You know, also on the Sports Wave YouTube synergy. Uh, I think finally Mike Zimmer is going to be gone. His eye isn't falling out. He didn't have like 
some other health issue. So he can't be like, oh, I'm dying. You can't fire me. He seems like he's in good health. So they'll finally get rid of him. I'm not even a Vikings fan, but I'm so like happy at the thought of the Vikings finally getting rid of like this just falling apart old man. And they can just like actually be a competent football team. Like imagine Kevin Stefanski taking over, but they let him go. And now their offensive coordinator, kind of a bozo. So hopefully he'll be gone. And Mike Zimmer, he'll also be gone. And like, they seem better than the Cleveland Browns because they're kind of built similarly and Stefanski did so well. So maybe if like they can just clone him, maybe like name him Klein Stefanski or something, but just get somebody better in there who's like not old and like, I don't know, young and can coach. How do you pick off Matthew Stafford three times and still lose a game and only put up 23 points picking him off three times? Like, I guess you still did halfway decent stopping the Rams offense, but they still out or they still put up 30 on you. They're, they're just so frustrating. Like, uh, they, they, they just don't put it together. And that they, they, they just, they've had years to do so. Like, that core defensive players, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, like these off Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, they really have the talent. It has to be coaching. It has to be coaching, coaching maybe or the, a little or the bit quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, you. We can't keep blaming Kirk. It's not his fault anymore, and it hasn't been the whole time. Yeah, they paid him way I too mean, much there's money. Some but you can put on. Kirk. I don't I know mean, if I said this to a friend or if I said this on Tuesday, but okay, it always comes down to, okay, if the quarterback is bad, we get rid of the quarterback. Oh, but it's not the quarterback. Well, the defense is bad. Defense is all right, so we can't just get rid of the whole defense. We lose close games because we're poorly coached. Let's get rid of the coach. They've just never done that. They've just stayed the same and changed, like, a couple pieces and gotten new shiny toys that are really, really good. And then they even traded one of them to Buffalo, and that kind of even didn't work out for them. So Mike Zimmer has to go. Cousins isn't even he's not he's not bad but I just feel like with with the weapons around them like there's no reason that offense shouldn't be like a top five offense in the league like Dalvin Cook Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen that offense should be running people over they should be scoring 30 points a game too Mm -hmm. decent tight ends you got a nice backup running back with Alexander Madison yeah yeah, they have weapons everywhere they they have you should still be stopping top five receiver should still be stopping teams on defense too, because you still, like you mentioned, they still have a lot of talent on defense, but they just can't get it done half the time. Like, I mean, who would even imagine Byron Leftwich, Minnesota, Brian Dayball? It just anybody, anybody else. I can't wait. I, mean, I think Brian Dable would fit better with a rookie or second-year quarterback more than Kirk Cousins. All right, so then trade Kirk, but just anybody. I thought you said it wasn't his fault, so why would you trade him? Well, if, if Brian Dable wants someone different, you know, you still got Dalvin, you still got Thielen, you still got Joe Jefferson. Chris Herndon's there. 
Thanks for the fourth Minnesota. What if they what if they move Thielen like they all of a sudden get in on like like Russell Wilson or something like that? I don't know if they have the cap space to do something like that, but but what if what if they really decide to put their nuts on the table and make a big move for a quarterback? Maybe uh, you know, similar to Sean McVay, Kirk in a first for They're Russ. In position to do it. Yeah, they were pretty stealth like when they got Kirk. I, I yeah, I wonder if they'd be able to do it again. I don't know. That was a lot of time that we spent on a team that scored 23 points and lost to the Rams. We didn't even talk about the team that won. Rams looked really good, and apparently they're back. They are good, but the way Stafford played today, I just – I said it last week, I just can't trust him. He's a good quarterback. He's he's top 10, but if if you need him to play three great games in a row in the playoffs, which is what you're going to need to win the Super Bowl, I just don't know if he can do that. He's so inconsistent. Seems like right now he has a big turnover problem to it that he just can't shake. And it's hurting that offense a lot because they still have, I mean, I know they're getting can makers back, but they still have the playmakers to get it done and they just can't. I, I'm getting a feeling that Stafford's just holding them back right now from being what they actually can be. Uh-oh. Sean McVay going to make another big blockbuster trade, and then they're going to trade, like, his kids' first-round picks away? Bring back Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they just, yeah, they already made the move. and You traded multiple first for him, too. And yeah. a lot of cap space to do it. Yeah, then you turn into the Carolina Panthers with just way more talent. We didn't forget Panthers. about the Carolina Panthers. That they just didn't deserve to be talked about today. No. Bron- Broncos I, and Raiders, we kind of forgot about, but like the Raiders won. I thought they would. That Drew wasn't Lockett that great on. of a game anyway. Yeah. I, I'm I mean, surprised. I thought I thought the Raiders were gonna totally collapse and and they haven't. They're they're still playing hard. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing. They're like the less good version of the Bengals, I feel like. But they're more inconsistent, and I'm less afraid of them, obviously. But it's like I said, they're a mirror. One spot they're super clean and shiny, and then the other spot it's very dirty, and you can't see anything. The way they rallied back through all the stuff that happened earlier in the season is just speaks to how great this team has been coached and put together. Yeah. yeah, Gruden and Ruggs is like twenty years worth of franchise turmoil fit into like a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and then Darren Waller, like arguably their best player, is out, and I mean, they're... he's been out what three or four weeks now. So, mm-hmm. at least uh, since Thanksgiving time. Yeah, I mean, they, they got destroyed by the Chiefs' choice, but they they've come like, and each time I thought it was just going to end their season, but they've come back and won some tough games let's just say for conversation because we were just talking about them both situations included you know you get dummy mike zimmer and you get everything that's gone on with the raiders switch kirk and Derek carr what team does better this season kirk on the raiders or Carr on the vikings yeah i gotta go vikings with Carr. yeah me too yeah, because I don't think Kirk would like be able to man the ship as well as Derek Carr has. That's what's like. And the Raiders don't have this. the playmakers to 
get it done on offense. That's what's like Derek Carr is having a, a good season and he's had to deal with like, you know, top wide receiver, you know, doing the terrible thing he did, his head coach going through all that stuff. And like, you know, he's manned the ship of a fringe playoff team. Yeah. Carr's never really played with a good wide receiver. Like they had Amari Cooper for a couple of years. And for one of but them, he like wasn't Carr, Carr was an M- Carr was an MVP candidate and then they trade him and to your point, Cooper is not even top tier. And that's like, who's the car has not had good receivers his entire time with the Raiders. Yeah. He had Antonio Brown for those two episodes of hard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what, I, I'm, actually, camp once? I'm trying to think of like who the best receiver car has had is. Crabtree is gone by then. Right. They played with Crabtree, but they Crabtree and Cooper. I don't Adelor. think Crabtree was ever uh, great when uh, Carr came in. So, yeah, yeah I, I'd like to see Derek Carr with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I would. I think if you're going to trade for Kirk Cousins, you need to have some playmakers because I don't think he can get it done by himself. Yeah, but also like Minnesota, like it worked for the Rams because they knew that they could help Matthew Stafford, but they also knew like, we need to eat some of this money to just give ourselves flexibility down the line. And I think Minnesota would understand that. And same with Las Vegas. Cause like, I feel like they would think cousins is an upgrade and I feel like Minnesota would be better with Derek Carr. But I mean, this is a great conversation for us to have like in March when we're sick of talking about basketball. Yeah. Vikings yeah. only have $7 million next off season. Yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about it after the combine. Uh, Bryce, I I hope yes, someone up. says it because there's two players on the team that never get talked about that are uh, extremely eligible. But who's your drop your nuts on the table player of the week? You know, I was hoping you would um, let me go first. There's a lot of options, but I got to go Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, just not I mean, not even the same division, but uh, I was thinking, but go on. All right. Well, anyway, the way he filled in for uh, Cole Beasley and became a extremely reliable option for uh, Josh Allen just speaks to what he can do on offense. I mean, he finished with 11 receptions for 125 yards and a TD. I think he had like, I don't know, 12 or 13 targets. So, I mean, it just seemed like every other play he was hitting Isaiah McKenzie in stride for a good 10, 15 yards. TB, what about you? I'll go T Higgins. Uh, Cause that he had that absolute mossing over. Uh, well, I didn't want to go bills as well. I, I, I really did want to go Josh Allen, oh. but T, T Higgins actually dragged his nuts over two Ravens defenders down the field today. Um, it was one of the best catches I've seen this year. And he went crazy. Uh, Joe Burrow's nuts were also on the table today. 500 yards. Disrespect. We talk about the bagels all the time. We talk about the Bills more than probably any team. Uh, Braxton Berrios, did I give it to him last week? You know, maybe I shouldn't have. Yeah. Should he have gotten it the week before? Probably. Should he have gotten it this week? Absolutely. But nobody's going to talk about him. And we're not going to talk about him after. So now is the perfect time. 
for Rex Burkett to shine. 22 attempts, 149 yards, two tutties, a couple receptions. I could have given this to Davis Mills. He had Mills. a reception for negative one yards. Don't even I mention. Thought, I, I <laughs> yeah, thought just... one of you two would have given it to Davis Mills for sure. We basically got that man drafted at this company. If but... there was a neck award, that would have gone to Davis Mills. But just an incredible showing by Houston. I still hate David Cully and his, his oral habits. He's one but... and done. No, they'll keep him. Davis Mills needs stability. Do we know oh, if Davis Mills grew up coaching. in like a divided home? Are his parents still together? That's a good idea. That's a good question for me to uh, look through tomorrow. Actually, somebody, we, we should do that. We should find out like the stuff that, about draft prospects that nobody knows. Like, I feel like if you come from a divorced family, you're a much better NFL quarterback. Because <laughs> you can deal with turmoil. Like Trevor Lawrence's parents definitely are still together. And that's why, you know, he's kind of sinking. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones definitely still got it. And Zach, and Zach Wilson's dad has three wives, so he's, he's built. Yeah, but he's don't mention Zach Wilson giving a woman at, I think it was called Ralph Steiner, free tickets to the game today. No big deal. Just like Mac doesn't do that. Mac also, worst rookie quarterback today. That's saying something. Trevor Lawrence 14 lost to the Jets. 30, 14 to 30, Mac. They don't even ask him to throw down that's the steel. terrible. And he can't complete half of his passes? Nope. Check down Jesus and we can't had even make the check down nativity scene. Secondary, too. Great day to be an AFC East fan, minus, you know, those annoying Patriots fans. But, hey, just like Texas, oh, they're back. The Stefan Diggs celebration after he scored was phenomenal. Telling oh, yeah. 10 pa- Patriots fans to F you. Okay, so I was going to – I actually meant to ask that. Did he say STFU or SMD? I was curious what you two thought. I thought I, it was STFU. That's I what had I heard. It, I had it as an FU, 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 U. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yep. that's what I heard it 